0: In this video I'm talking about the top 5 ASD symptoms that you should know so that by the end of this video you'll know exactly what to look out for, coming up. Hey guys, welcome back to the Aspie world. My name is Dan. I have autism, ADHD, OCD, and dyslexia, and I make weekly videos on this type of content. So if you're new around here and you've just stumbled across this video and you want to learn more, remember to hit that subscribe button by clicking the notification bell to not miss another video. And also if you're watching over on Facebook, we should just give this page a like and a follow to see more videos just like this. So I'm going to be breaking down five of the most common ASD symptoms that you can use to identify if somebody's on the spectrum or not. Or if you're just creating this for yourself and your own research, this is going to help you. Awesome guys. Welcome back. It's super good. I'm excited to do this video because I like doing these type of videos for people who are wanting to discover more about stuff and maybe their first time interacting with me. Hello, my name is Dan and you can get me on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and all that jazz. And, uh, the links will be appearing around the screens, you know, here, some random format every now and then. So anyway, guys moving on from this, I just like to know, are you a parent of somebody on the spectrum or a friend or something, or are you a person who is on the spectrum and you're just looking to see, to seek a diagnosis and wanting to know more, let me know in a comment down below. I read and respond to every single comment. So I'd like to have that conversation with you. Super awesome. Okay guys. So in this video, I'm covering the five symptoms that I kind of think are, are most, um, notable in people who are on the autism spectrum. And because of that notability, I think that it would be good to break these down so I can go through them with you. So I've got five of them here, which are pretty much the, the main ones. And, uh, yeah, let's start opening this discussion. The first one I want to talk about is eye contact. Now people on the autism spectrum do have difficulty creating, maintaining and keeping eye contact because eye contact is something that's very personal on a personal level and it's learned through social behavior. Now people who are on the autism spectrum actually have issues and difficulties with socializing and social constructs of social, social situations, meaning that the idea of eye contact can be quite a, uh, a stressing situation and also a, um, an uncomfortable situation for someone on the, on the, autism spectrum, because they may not be used to that and they may not actually feel comfortable doing that. So if you see a lack of eye contact in somebody, or if yourself, you know, you know, you have a, a lack of eye contact issue, then it could be due to the fact that that person or yourself are on the autism spectrum. And this is kind of like number one area I tell anybody to just look out for. If they're, um, coming across something that they think, oh, this person may be on the spectrum. This is a key indicator and it's one of the main ones to kind of look out for when you're looking at people and thinking, hmm. They may be autistic. So the second thing I'm going to talk about here is repetitive behavior. Now people on the autism spectrum love routine and routine is having something that follows a strict kind of, uh, domino line of things that are going to happen. So you know that you're going to get up at this time, go downstairs at that time, have that for breakfast, go here, go to work at that time, have a coffee at this time and blah, 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 blah. You know, you have a routine, a structure, a very rigid routine and structure. And people on the autism spectrum really enjoy that routine and they love that kind of, um, structure and the they do that is because it's familiar it's it's safe there's no unpredictability within that and so people who are autistic simply like having structure and routines and love following the routines now a a uh uh, a side effect of this would be that if you deviate from that routine or that structure or that plan, they may have issues with it, or we may have issues with it, where if like, I'm trying to follow a strict routine or a strict kind of plan that I'm going to do this, this, and this, and this, and then I go, oh, you know, somebody comes in and says, we're going to do something different. It completely throws me. And then it like it throws me my entire day gets thrown out. And then I kind of feel a bit uh, anxious and it could cause a meltdown because I just feel like everything else, you know, going forward is going to be completely disrupted. So it's a really interesting interesting one to look out for, because if you know someone who's obviously following a pattern of a routine and is very stru- stuck in that routine and very, it's very rigid and is a very strict routine, and this could be due to the fact that they are on the autism spectrum or well, if it's yourself then hey, we're like bros. Okay. Number three, dang, we're pacing through these. These are awesome. And if you guys think that this video is really helpful and could help somebody else, then why not tag them in the comment section of this video, or you can share this video on Facebook and Twitter to, uh, you know, tell your friends who may find some interest in that. It'd be super awesome. You're amazing. Right. Number three, this is really cool. This one is literal thinking now, literal thinking is where you take something at face value without questioning it, kind of like a joke. If someone tells you a joke, you know, they're, they're setting you up with a story. And then the story is supposed to be funny, but people on the autism spectrum will take that joke very seriously. And they will take whatever you say. As when you say it as being truth, it's truthful fact, because it's hard to read between the lines for autistic people. So my friends always do this to me. They always joke about and tell me stupid things, ridiculous things that I end up believing, obviously, and then they just laugh about it. And they kind of use it to their advantage to get some kind of comical value out of it, which is, you know, it's friends view. Friends are the worst and the best. So yeah, but literal thinking is something that happens all the time. And this can be uh, a blessing and also a, a, an issue because it's a blessing in a way where you can have uh, somebody in the autism spectrum being completely honest and truthful, which is super amazing. And they'll take what you say and trust what you say. The, the issue is that someone could lie and become, you know, you, make you vulnerable and then you become vulnerable to them lying and stuff like that. But taking things literally like not understanding sarcasm, not understanding jokes, all that kind of stuff. This is so common. It's kind of like, um, it's kind of like a a really big red flag for someone who's on the autism spectrum. If they're not getting the jokes, if they really don't understand and they're taking things literally, it's like, that's autism, dude, autism. Okay, so before I get into actual number four, because we've got two left, I just want to ask if you guys are finding value from this video. Can you please give it a thumbs up? Because it would really, really help me. Because uh, thumbs up are amazing. It helps me indicate that you enjoy these videos, and you'd like to see more, and also it just helps this video in general. So if you could give it a nice big juicy thumbs up, I'd be forever grateful. Let's try and get it past 400 likes or something. You know, it'd be super awesome if we could do that. Look at that team work. Oh yes. Awesome. Okay. So number four is socializing. So people on the autism spectrum will have huge issues with socializing and social behaviors. For instance, they may not understand social conventions, like how Close to stand to somebody else, how how distance stand, how how much their voice volume kind of uh, you know should be at a certain level when they're talking to other people. How uh, they know it's their turn to talk when it's their turn to talk. Um, loads of different social constructs like that. All these are very difficult for autistic people to kind of uh, c- come up with, think about, understand all of these social unwritten rules. And the reason why is because all of these unwritten and uh, spoken about social constructs are things that are developed when you're young and you're growing up and you're and you've got friends and. And you, you talk to your friends about something and, uh, that, and then you learn different things together as friends, as, as comrades, you know, you, you grow together and you learn together, but unfortunately with autism spectrum disorder, because that is such a difficult concept, uh, because it is a communication issue, it's harder for them to pick that up or for us to pick that up. So socializing, social interaction, making friends, maintaining friends, keeping relationships, saying the wrong things, having a filter, all these things are very much a miss with people on the autism spectrum. And this is a huge giveaway that somebody is autistic. Okay. So number five, the last on the list is obsessive interest. And this is probably like my favorite one because. People who are on the autism spectrum have an obsessive interest or a, a obsessive special interest, which means that they have a subject genre or, or something that they know every single thing about. You could ask them anything on it. They'll know everything about it. They probably collect everything to do with it. They can tell you everything. They spend all the time researching it. They want to talk to you about it all the time and that's it. And that's all they want to talk to you about. Like they get obsessed with it. Like right now I'm, I, I love Tamagotchis. I, I just got a new one as well. And I'm obsessed with Tamagotchis. Like I, I know I'm like a 30 year old dude. Like this is yeah. I love some of that cheese, but people on the autism spectrum have obsessive interests. Now, if you're thinking to yourself, okay, but everybody has interests and in stuff, right? Well, yes, they do. But do people go to the great lengths where they start like hoarding stuff and, and like really, really getting into collectors theory, and then really kind of like researching everything to know about it. Like for instance, somebody in the autism spectrum who has an obsessive interest in something, say it's Marvel or DC or something like superhero related, right? They probably know everything down to the person who designed the shoelaces in the comic books or the reason reason why those shoes were picked and how the progression of that character's shoes were, uh, evolved over time, because it's the small minute detail. It's the, it's the collecting of data, the gathering of research, which is the thing that probably excites the brain I'm guessing. Cause I love doing that stuff as well. So it's that that makes it more of an obsessive interest from an autistic point of view, rather than just somebody saying, oh, you know, I have an obsessive interest in X, Y, and Z and blah, blah, blah. So it's more like an obsessive interest and they become almost like a guru in it. So they'll know everything about it. Uh, which is a really good thing because just think about it. Now, I, this could be your job if you like, you know, mechanic or a builder or something like that. Um, you know, if you're really interested in mechanics or something or driving or whatever, then you could become an expert in that field. And that's a really good, uh, leeway or, or, or way in to get a really cool job in that field But guys. That was it. That was the uh, five, um, ASD symptoms that you really needed to know. And I hope now that you understand everything I said, if not Pop me in a comment down below or hit me up on Instagram on a DM. And I'll see you next time, guys. Peace.